Thank you for joining me for another broadcast of A Voice of One Crying in the Wilderness. Today's episode is The Religion of the Cross. The cross as a symbol of Christianity has become a religion in itself. The crucifixion is a cursed thing. The Romans' most used form of execution. Crucifixion was perfected by the Romans, although other nations and cultures used it. It was almost always used in the execution of slaves. It was rare that Roman citizens were crucified as punishment for a crime. God instructed the children of Israel to not leave a crucified person on the cross. They had to be taken down the same day because anyone hung on a cross was accursed and it would defile the land. Deuteronomy, the 21st chapter says, If a man has committed a sin deserving of death and he is put to death and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day so that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. For he who is hanged is accursed of God. In the Greek, the word cross is defined as a stake or post as set upright. That is specifically a pole or cross as an instrument of capital punishment. To use the image of the cross as a symbol to represent the atonement of Yeshua Messiah is in disobedience to the second commandment of God given to Moses on Mount Sinai. Exodus, the 20th chapter says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation, to those who hate me. The mainstream church has been deceived into practicing idolatry, bowing down to images of false gods and pagan deities that masquerade themselves as Christian symbols that represent the sovereign God of Israel. Every commandment that Yahweh has given us is for our benefit, not our destruction. The reason Yahweh gave man the commandment not to make any graven images for himself is because he knew man would inevitably worship the creation rather than the creator, which is why whenever Yahweh approached man 
or spoke to man, he did it in a cloud or in a way that man could not see his likeness. Consider Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter that says, Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor. For the Lord your God has destroyed from among you all the men who followed Baal of Peor. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? For whatsoever reason you may call upon him. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all the laws, in all this law, which I set before you this day. Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Herod. When the Lord said to me, gather the people to me and I will let them hear my words that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Then you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain and the mountain burned with fire to the mist of heaven with darkness, cloud and thick darkness. And the Lord spoke to you out of the mist of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. The Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. Take careful heed to yourselves 
for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground or the likeness of any fish that is in the water beneath the earth. And take heed lest you lift your eyes to heaven and when you see the sun, the moon and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all people under the whole heaven as a heritage. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of an iron furnace out of Egypt to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I would not cross over the Jordan and that I would not enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. But I must die in this land. I must not cross over the Jordan, but you shall cross over and possess that good land. Take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. And make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Also, in Deuteronomy, the 17th chapter, it says, You shall not sacrifice to the Lord your God a bull or sheep which has any blemish or defect. For that is an abomination to the Lord your God. If there is found among you within any of your gates, which the Lord your God gives you, a man or a woman who has been wicked in the sight of the Lord your God in transgressing his covenant, who has gone and served other gods and worshiped them, either the sun or moon, or any of the hosts of heaven, which I have not commanded, and it is told you, and you hear of it, then you shall inquire diligently. And if it is indeed true and certain that such an abomination has been committed in Israel, then you shall bring out to your gates that man or woman who has committed that wicked thing and shall stone to death that man or woman with stones. It was not the execution of Yeshua Messiah on the post tree or cross that redeemed man to the sovereign God of Israel. We dishonor Yeshua's shedded blood for the redemption of man by displaying or wearing the crucifix. And especially a crucifix with a slain body on it. 
It was not the death of Yeshua that redeemed man to Yahweh and fulfilled the Mosaic covenant, but his death and resurrection from the dead by the power of God and God's acceptance of Messiah's sacrifice on the cross for the sins of the world. Displaying a slain body on a cross as a symbol of your Christian faith is equivalent to the descendants of slaves in an effort to honor the sacrifices their ancestors made to their freedom of wearing an image of shackles as a symbol of freedom. The cross is a symbol of disgrace. It was the most egregious form of Roman execution reserved for the most disdained criminals. Christians tell the world that they consider Messiah cursed when they wear an image of the cross or display a slain body on a cross as honoring their kinsman redeemer. Yeshua Messiah is not on the cross. After his death, he was taken down from the cross, laid in a tomb, raised from the dead by the power of Elohim, preached to those who were in the grave, seen by witnesses on earth, had a fellowship meal with his disciples in his resurrected body, ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God Almighty in heaven. Luke, the 24th chapter says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Yeshua. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told, and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emerus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together 
of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Yeshua himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Yeshua of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before Yahweh and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he had and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now, as they said these things, Yeshua himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. 
but they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled and why do you doubt and why do doubt arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witness of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the divisive tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual entertainers of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of Yahweh that you may be able to stand. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I know we will see each other again, but for now, love you later. <laughs>